I apologise for the very occasional levels of feedback whenever I'm talking, but I urge you to keep going with it because there are some genuine gems of information from Crystal. Hi there, my name's James, and thank you so much for checking out my podcast, Dad Mind Matters, helping men to safely navigate family life without losing their minds. In this podcast, I'm talking to author, marriage and family therapist, Crystal DeSantis, who's very helpfully answering some of the questions men have about marriage and family life. Yeah. So, and this is a really interesting thing about our brains, right? Is our brains use a lot of energy. And so one of the ways that our brains try to conserve energy is by finding patterns and then putting us into kind of um, default mode, right? It's like when you start a new job, you're very actively paying attention to the roads when you get there, like the first couple of days. But after a while, it might be, you know, six years later and you're driving home and you're like, oh, huh. My brain wasn't even on, you know, how did I even get home? I don't remember the drive. Um, And that happens in a couple as well, right? And so what I talk about is the Alexander point. And so I talk about Alexander the Great when, you know, he he was like 23 years old and he was like, oh, there are no more worlds to conquer. And it's like, dude, you know, there was a lot of worlds that you actually just didn't even see yet. Your brain had just decided that like you were done. And so that's what with couples where they get in this rut, right? I think a lot of people have the dread of being that couple that sits at a restaurant and has nothing to say to each other. They're like, did you do that? Oh, yeah. Well, how about that? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, this is terrible, right? Yeah, that's really sad. Um, Yeah. And I think, uh, but a lot of that is because, you know, you've decided that there's nothing else interesting about your partner, which erodes respect, right? Because if you respect that they are their own person, um, that they are constantly growing and learning, you can continue to be curious about them, right? It's like when you take them for granted, that erodes respect. When you decide that there's nothing interesting about them, that also will impact the way that you treat them, right? And this is kind of where that familiarity leads to contempt saying comes from. Um, is also our brains are generally wired to look for the negative more than the positive, right? And so this is where, like, maybe in the beginning of a dating relationship, you're like, hey, thanks for taking out the trash, or, oh, you didn't have to do that. Like, I appreciate that. And then, you know, again, as time goes on, you're like, well, you missed a spot, (laughs) you know, or you did it wrong. Um, And so just, again, rebalancing that is so important. I think you're right. And I think when I, some of the, reading some of the stories in your book, that's where I felt a lot of the men had just maybe just got weathered by feeling it maybe a bit defensive and had kind of maybe just given up the idea. What's the point? I'm, you know, I, I am basically between a rock and a hard place. I can't win if I try. So why try? Um, but actually, in, I, from what, from what, it, 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 maybe it's not as difficult as we think it is to actually, to remedy it. It isn't, but it does take a big initial concerted effort, right? It's like maybe you were, let's say in college, you were super active, you ran track, and then you kind of, you know, went into an office job and you've been sitting at your desk for, you know, the last five or six years. And then you realize, man, I don't feel very good about myself. That initial, you know, push to get back into active mode, to get back into running, to get back into shape, that beginning part of turning that boat around is the hardest part right um 
But then once you get over that hump is where then it's easy because you've started a new routine, you've gotten a new pattern down, you now have the shoes, you now have the time in your schedule, you now have the routine, you have, you know, um, and I think a lot of people, they get really discouraged in that initial, like making change phase. Um, And it makes sense, right? It's like, if you've been going down this path for a long time, adjusting that is not going to happen right away. It's going to be slow. And you might not see a lot of change immediately. I mean, the same way when you start an exercise routine, it's not like, I mean, I wish that would be awesome if I went to the gym like three times and I was like, yes, you know, don't have to work out again for the rest of the year. Awesome. (laughs) And so that's kind of always how I like to frame it is like, you're starting a new exercise routine for your relationship. You're getting stronger as a couple, you know, don't expect magic overnight, but it's about consistency. Don't stop halfway. Don't quit halfway. Yeah, I think. I think if you can look at your your partner as an ally, I mean, my you know, like my wife getting fit and you know being but thinking about what she eats has inspired me to make more of an effort. So it's a win win. Mm-hmm. Um, and if I encourage encourage her, then she's happier, which means so is that, I think people find there's a there's no there's not a finite amount of energy or or, or positivity that you can have. I think you have to sort of think of your family. Look, we are a team. Ultimately, there are five of us in this team, and it is us against the rest of the world to an extent. So we we need to support each other. Um, and I, I think it, I mean, it's, it's difficult because they're children. But when I see the kids, cause, probably because they're tired or niggly, just taking pot shots, I, and I'm like, was that helpful? Has your comment helped? No, it hasn't. Why did you say it? And it's usually because they're tired and cr- frustrated, and it's easy mm-hmm. but the same can be said i if you know i don't think about what you're saying do i need to say that is that helpful no mm-hmm. is it then just maybe don't say it absolutely i mean yeah like the very last chapter of my book like i said it's called generosity but at the end of the day it's about being kind right choosing the generous thing like yeah uh, it's so easy sometimes to say the negative thing, but I'm going to choose to say the kind thing instead. And this is actually where I see with couples that, you know, if they're stuck in this kind of cycle of negativity, and like you said, sometimes maybe the, the men or the husbands are like, nothing I do matters. Every time I do something, she says, she points out what I did wrong. So what's even the point? Well, the point is that, first of all, embrace your power. If you have the power to change something, why not use it? And then, like you said, it is eventually going to have to be a team effort. And it's kind of like if one person in the partnership decides to say, you know what, I'm, I'm tired of you know, eating bad food and sitting in front of the TV every night. I'm going to see if my partner wants to join me in this change. In the beginning, the partner might be like, that sounds terrible. I have no interest. You go. <laughs> you do you. But after a while, if you're yeah. setting a standard, if you're being a role model, if, if they're seeing the like the impact of those changes in your life and you're improving and you're happier and you're healthier, they will either join you or it will become very clear that the partnership is no longer compatible. Right. And so again, do it for you. If you're not happy in the relationship that you're in, if you're realizing that all you and your partner do is snip, 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 and, you know, be mean to each other, ask yourself, okay, if I act like my best self, if I just hold myself to my own values, if I act kindly, if I work on my, you know, conversational, emotional, relational skills, and if I'm a happier version of me, then it becomes really obvious when your partner is not on your side. 
Yeah, and I think that's why I liked. I mean, I, it's a great book, and I, but I just I think that's why the respect chapter resonated with me because to an extent, you, you if you're not being nice to someone, then you, there's a, there's an the, the, there's an element of respect is eroded, and maybe as you said, if you think they could be doing more either to them, so they're not fulfilling their potential either physically or mentally. It's difficult to respect someone if you feel like that about them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where, like I said, you know, it begins with self-respect, right? I think so many people, it's very easy to look at your partner and say, that's, you know, this is what they're not doing. And people even come into couples therapy with that attitude, like just fix them, right? Um, they're the part, they're the problem. But Again, with respect, if you want respect, how are you earning it, right? Are you showing up? Are you commanding respect by who you are? Or are you kind of throwing your weight around, like I said, where you're demanding something that you're not holding yourself to the same standard, right? You're like, I demand that you show me respect. I demand that you be nice to me, blah, blah, blah. And you're not doing the same. It, it's really difficult, right? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. Respect has to be earned, doesn't it? And most people, it, there's nothing better than feeling inspired by your, you know, me, me thinking about, well, I could probably do, I don't, I could do with drinking less or I could do with eating a bit better. That's helped me. That's helped my self-esteem and sleep and all things. So actually I kind of owe, owe my wife some thanks for, for doing that. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, again, in a, in a healthy relationship, it inspires you to both be the best versions of yourself. And you have that respect that, you know, I know that we are in this together. We respect our, our bond. We respect each other's boundaries. Um, and at the end of the day, like we genuinely respect what the other person brings to the table. Um, you know, John Gottman, who's, you know, marriage researcher extraordinaire, he talks about contempt as being the number one killer in relationships. Because again, you can't love somebody, you can't express care for somebody if you genuinely don't have respect for them, right? If you have contempt, um, it's, it erodes relationships. You can't have that. Um, and expect to have a thriving, health, healthy relationship. It's like toxic mold. I decided to set up this podcast because I really want to create an online community that supports parents, specifically dads, and I suppose even more specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If you like what I'm trying to do, please follow my podcast. Or if you watch this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. Thank you so much for watching my podcast. I generally appreciate your support. And if you'd like a completely free digital copy of my book, First Time Dad, and would like to join my mailing list, you can do that at www.dadmindmatters.com. I hope wherever you are in the world, you're okay. Take care. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday.